In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as we equip you with practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. Now, welcome back, Bishop Richard Umbers, my good friend. Welcome aboard again in 2022. Your grace to the show. Yoda, a bit of Aotearoa. There you go. <laughs> Just saying hello. You're saying hello, there you go. You're looking great. I don't know. You've you've lost weight, you know, and uh, you well, eat, if you eat less, up. you you tend to put on less weight. So that's a bit of less drinking <laughs> as well, you know. <laughs> less beer. That's right. Less less food, less grog, uh, less less pounds. It's it's absolutely amazing, and uh, I can't believe it. It was about maybe a year and like a year and a half since you married us, and uh, just. G literally minutes before the lockdown minutes yeah well, and, actually lockdown was declared when we were in the church yes and the, and then and then traditionis custodis came straight after that so it was it was sort of with with many things anyway so. we made the covid lockdown and then we uh made the traditionis custodis lockdown uh, so <laughs> Uh, it's absolutely amazing, and uh, it's it's such a pleasure to have you uh, here on the show. And let's talk about a very important one, um, very important topic of um, evangelizing in the secular world and 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 living our Catholic faith in the secular world. What do you have to say, Bishop, about <laughs> such a topic? Oh, well, I should wonder. No, I think look, the the, the it really really is important um, that you, you've often heard this term about osmosis. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you were doing year nine biology, they would have said, you know, the movement uh, from a period of high concentration through the semi-permeable membrane to a period of low concentration. Yeah. And, and, and essentially that that's, that's what it's like for ourselves where either we've got the high concentration within us and our soul or society will be the high concentration and so either we're influencing those around us because we're on fire or we're being influenced by the others um it, it, i've never heard anyone use osmosis as a as a great example <laughs> but that's that's what it's about like you know we're, we're we're in conjunction with others um even you would have seen on on twitter the other week that that lone brain cell sort of reaching out see if there's anyone around you know trying to connect um we, we as the joker would say we live in a society 
but it, it has to do with who who are we in 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 that society and and first up is the society of the blessed trinity so what's our relationship and, and that that goes up and it goes down it, we take things for granted we um you know look we the, the, christmas is the mystery of the incarnation you know made made present to us shown to the world and the more we we dwell upon god one of us it, it's it's incredible but we can just ignore that it, you know even the most sublime things can seem ho hum to us uh, it really depends upon how much prayer we we put in how much contemplation uh we we put in allowing you know look the holy spirit prays within us even when we don't know what to say but we we do need to open ourselves up to that transcendence and and if we start the morning like with the example that jesus gives us you know he got up early in the morning and we'd be working till late at night curing peter's mother-in-law the people gathered around the doorway you know Working crushing over. in crushing in because you know they, they, they he could do something for them and, and so they, they're all gathered early, when the apostles are fast asleep jesus gets up early and he goes to a lonely place to be with the father and and, and that's the example that we have i i was i i like to go for a walk in the mornings now this is part of the uh, routine and because i've got a busy day a lot of people in sydney have busy days uh, I've got to start it off early, and I, I went for a walk around Summer Hill, and and I called in to Lewisham at St Thomas Beckett, and they have they had mass at six thirty, but then there was holy hour from seven o'clock onwards, and it was beautiful, you know, it was it was spiritual delight to be, you know, I was there in the back pew, I ran into various people at the train station. It's quite funny who you'll meet, uh, but they go, what are you doing here? I go, well, what are you doing here? But Lewisham train to, station. Of course you're going to run. But, but even but even with the trains you know rattling past it, it was it was gorgeous and, and it was it was just so much there was just so much pleasure it's just like you know what, what a thing to get excited about but the, the beauty of the church uh the solemnity and and just being with our lord in the blessed sacrament seeing him exposed there it, it, it lends itself to prayer well what a great way to start the day and then of course you, you get into it and and like everyone, you know, we all have jobs. Uh, there's very little time to to reflect, and you 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 work off. It's it's like you know you have breakfast. If you don't have breakfast, you faint. You, you work off those spiritual reserves that from the start of the day, and then you know you see how you go at the end of the day. You probably collapse asleep. But to start with with that that input of of the Blessed Trinity is 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 so beautiful. Um, to, to have that the, the peace that only God can give, and to put everything in its right right order. I mean, Essentially, our minds are going twenty four seven. You know, they're churning, churning over Absolutely. all sorts of things. Absolutely. Well, to have it have it put in, in proper perspective by our Lord uh, is is really important. But that's that's what allows you to have that that high concentration within that you're going to that you're necessarily going to take to others uh, and everyone you meet that day. And yeah, right. It's essentially waking up in the morning and saying, you know, I will serve. You know, arising and saying, I will serve. You know, and serve, serve, uh, serve our Lord. And it, it's so great that you go for a walk in the morning. I think that's that 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 reveals some of the secrets uh, to. <laughs> yes, walking walking is um, 
underrated. I'm taking notes because I, I need to work on it. <laughs> but I think, it, but 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 then to to be able to call into a church and and to pray and uh, you know because it, it we thirst for God, but it's actually it's God thirsts for our thirst. You know, you've heard that often used by Saint Augustine. Yeah, uh, there's a lot there's a lot to that. You know, like that for that servium that I, I will serve. Well, it's it's fostered by by you know I want to serve. I I want to give my life to God. Uh, that's that's what comes from the prayer. Otherwise. Everything becomes even the most sublime moments of the Holy Mass can become humdrum, and and you see that, like you know, when the priest has prayed before Mass, you see that in him, and and, and when he when he hasn't done any prayer for a little while, we see that in him too, you know, like in, the, in terms of well, get this over and done with. Well, hang on, <laughs> what do we get this over and done with? This is where I want to spend my time. I want to I want to linger here, uh, and then get on to other things. I mean, Saint Azaria Escrivá uh, speaks about the plan of life and having a plan of life. So, so essentially, what you what you're trying to build us there with that foundation is that we need to have a routine of prayer. We need to have what Saint Azaria calls a a plan of life. We have well, your routine, you know, look after order. Order will look after you. Um, we we do need routine, of course. You know, the heart moves through the day, and we're lifting our hearts and our minds to God. Sure. But those those sort of sparks depend upon the fire that was lit earlier in the day, you know that there that there's heat. Um, if not, you know, like in the society in which we live, we're we're very very influenced, and it's a society of doubt. It's a society of nihilism. Um, that impacts on us too, you know. We're the ones filled with doubt and, and wonder, and you know, there's there's plenty wrong in the world and plenty wrong in, in people in the church and and when we meet saints that that inspires us but but when we the sinners uh are at the forefront well it it, it knocks all of us down and think well you know if they don't take it seriously why should i that's very true if they don't take it seriously why should i so it's it's very very interesting and uh so, so essentially we need to sanctify ourselves to be able to 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 build the power of the osmosis if we're, we're gonna if we're, we're gonna reverse the osmosis from the world influencing and taking control of us and push it back the other way and radiate that to other people so well i mean we it, it makes an enormous difference to come across a person who has faith you know it's a gift from god but to to not despise that gift well, the other day I was at a, a parish uh, function. There were 400 people at this parish and they were all so happy. Now, that was the result of a number of people saying yes to God. And, and at any stage along the way, if, if one or other persons had given way to human respects and said, oh, look, you know, we'll compromise, we'll just, just don't make a wave, just take the easy way out, let things run, you would have ended up with, a number of very sad people and a very sad parish. But because there were people who said yes, did the right thing, rolled up their sleeves, uh, it was just sheer joy. It was pure delight. And, and and that was because of faith. And there were people of faith gathered together and able to celebrate that. And um, I, I see that over and over in different places. Another parish I was at there just a few nights ago and a group of young men, who who are you know doing their thing but because they're all together they form a critical mass 
and they've been able to bring older guys in the parish along. There are some other newbies coming, and when they see this this critical mass of faith, they say, "Can I bring my friends?" It, it just it, it kind of uh, it has there's a chain reaction. You know, people are hungry, but you do need a gathering together of 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 a small group. You know, of a happy band following Jesus. Okay. And I think that comes down to the, the the idea that it's not just ourselves alone, but we we need to form community. Uh, we're made to be as as you know to be social. Uh, Jesus calls the apostles, and they, they spend their time with him, living with him. And when he sends them out, he sends them out in twos. It's it's, it's one of those things that we we uh, Saint Paul says: bad company ruins good morals. <laughs> You know, we, we do need to keep each other honest and have friends with us who, who know us, who love us, uh, but who will then talk to us and pull us up when we're doing the wrong thing. And and we do the same. And it's not because we're being snooty or judgmental or, or anything like that. It, it comes from a place of love because we're, we're living common life and we're trying to help and, and, and be charitable and we care. And and it's from that place of love that we then will will ask more of ourselves. Um, we all have the same end. We're all all heading to heaven. We're all made for God. And on the way, well, there are there are certain rules. There's authority in civil society, uh, but we're inducted into that via the family, who is the first cell of society, and then through the family, we we are socialized. Sporting clubs, church, uh, voluntary associations, uh, different institutions that that we all learn to understand each other, to respect ourselves and our differences, uh, but to develop our qualities. We can't do that on a road. We can't do that before the computer screen. We, we do need to act and make mistakes and see what our strengths and weaknesses are and then discerning those gifts, put them at the service of others. And it's in serving that that we discover our freedom. St. John Paul II was, was pretty clear on that. So what you're saying is fraternity is very important to, to help build that momentum and energy. I, I guess it, my thoughts are that we're still human. We need to develop that confidence to live our faith out in the real world. And if we have camaraderie around us and a group that we can go back to on a weekly level, fortnightly level, that will further strengthen us in our results. Well, the apostles would gather together with Jesus after they'd went out two by two. They'd come back and they'd share stories about what, what they'd seen, what they'd done on the road. You know, and, and Jesus would say, "Well, give thanks. You know, your name's written in heaven." And you know, but they, they, they'd, they'd share the, their their uh, their experiences in the apostolate, um, and and you know, safeguarding people's freedom and intimacy and all the rest of it. You know, but but we, we can talk from in the external forum about well, let's speak a little bit about apostolate. And... What is apostolate, sure. and how can we do it? And well, I mean, in in a sense, apostolate arises quite it's, it's a supernatural it's a supernatural um endeavor but it, it it comes from following jesus and it comes from being an apostle so as i said you know when, when i gave a talk to the, some of those young men look one of the guys who was there was a uh, you know it was a brazilian fellow and he was going look i know some other brazilians can i invite them and and you think about when jesus got in touch with with andrew uh, with James and they, you know, Andrew goes, okay, can I, he just brings his, his, his brother, Simon, um, James brings John, they, they look, find the towns folk, you know, and they, and his 
Philip and Nathaniel and, you know, because they all know each other. They're all mates with each other. They've got common interests. Uh, they, they hang out. And when something's up and you think this is a good thing and I like it, you you naturally just invite people along to it. You know, if it's not something cringeworthy, you, you just go, hey, I had a good time at this. I want to bring my mate to it. Uh, that, that, in a what sense, is impossible. What could be cringeworthy? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's cringeworthy. We've all had plenty of experience with the cringe, um, even with the cringe. But no, but it, it, if if things are as they should be, if, if it's if it's idoneous to who we are, the kinds of stuff that we'd normally be doing, if it's a well prepared talk, and it hits you between the eyes, so to think, you think, hey, I, I, I want my mates to hear this too. You think about people who connect with us. Um, you, you want to see a Bishop Barron video. Go, hey, you've got to check out this Bishop Barron guy on YouTube. Or or even a Jordan Peterson, who's not a Christian and with whom we need to dialogue and, and hopefully one day we can bring him to the Christian faith. I think that's, but, I, I think that's a possibility lately from what I'm hearing. But, well, that's, that's a matter of grace. It's yeah. a matter of, but, but, it, but, it, but obviously there are a lot of young men who enjoy listening to him. And, and, and I stress there are there are limit, certain limitations that come with someone not being a christian uh, but nevertheless you know you probably get a lot out of it you go hey check this guy out listen to what he's got something interesting to say uh well apostolate for us is is, is along those lines and, and especially if we ourselves are getting formation if in the uh, human realm spiritually intellectually uh, we're, we're learning all the time and, and we're developing then it, there'll, there'll be an apostolic edge to, to to all that we do because we see deeper into the into the meaning of of what we have before us and and it'll be something that's genuine genuine interest to us but we always see that extra dimension of of, of souls uh we quite naturally think well yes I, I i like that person i get along well with that person i want the but i, I in that generosity of spirit of of wanting the good for that person i know that it's going to involve the sacraments. I know it's going to involve grace. I know it's, it's going to involve getting to try to know Jesus. And so that's also going to be a part of whatever it is that we're doing. Um, not Maybe not directly so, but in the end, you know, we, we, we're not going to sort of leave that untouched. You know, if we, if we have formation, we, we, we go, look, the, the, the real meaning, the, the real answer to a lot of these problems see how our Lord interacted even with that woman uh, at the well. Now he's, he's cluey enough to realize there's something up with her because she's there in the middle of the day. Why would she not be there when the other women are there? You know, we all like to go and have a good gas bag. Uh, what's, what's going on that you would go at that time and not, not when the others. So you're on the margin, obviously there's something up and, and he, he piques her interest. He says, Oh, well, you know, Give me to drink. He said, what, what, what are you talking to me for? Like, you're a Jew. You know, who, why are you talking to a Samaritan? He goes, oh, well, you know, well, look, if you knew who it was, you know, you'd be asking me for drink. And they go, well, well, hang on. What have you got? You know, Jacob, our father, dug this well. Well, you know, don't see you've got anything very much. But he, he's, he's got that dialogue going, you know, and, and he's, he's got her intrigued. And, and so she's the one who's asking questions until eventually says, well, go bring your husband. She says, oh, I mm, don't have one. And he goes, yeah, well, you answered right there because you had seven. He goes, ah, see your prophet. So, so then she tries to deflect from the personal and goes the theological route. Now you tell me, you choose believe that you have to worship on that mountain. We have to do it this now. <clears throat> but our Lord brings it all together. And in the end, you know, he knows her heart. Uh, he can read hearts. 
and, and, and that's where through our prayer, through our formation, through our reflection on experience, we understand the human heart. We know that even though we're all individual and unique, yeah, human nature is pretty much the same everywhere. I remember talking to a fellow at, at college when I was a university chaplain, and he was from mainland China. Anyways, you know, when you there's obviously a lot of cultural differences. And he was intrigued about Christianity as this Western thing. What's this Western religion, Christianity? And of course, you know, Christianity comes from the Middle East. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk to people in India or Ethiopia about this Western thing, and they go, what are you talking about? You know, we had St. Thomas. We had, you know, various of the apostles. But I, I put it to him and said, well, okay. He said, when you have a group of people, you get together with a group of people. He goes, yes, yes. And, said, and then one of you leaves. He goes, yeah, yeah. And then... Don't, don't you all start backstabbing that person who's just gone? He goes, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? Is that, well, look, that's, that, that's true in any culture. It's just human, human fallenness is, is a common experience. And so the thing is, I mean, you need to look at more positive things, but human nature is the same. Uh, it, it doesn't take much to, to know how we are and, and, and the 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 drive for you know respect the drive for meaning uh, family etc you know and, and Christianity is is very much part and parcel of our lives so when we're evangelizing uh, we're we're really beginning with things that are of interest to ourselves you look at the anonymous works of the early Christians and they talk about that we eat the same as the rest of you we dress the same as the rest of you maybe we're from yesterday but you find us everywhere. And it's through that that you know we're, we're members of society. Um, those of you who are who are married, well, you've got to worry about what are you going to do for your kids. You've got to worry about how you're going to pay your mortgage. You've got to worry about how you're going to do all of these things. Well, you share that with everyone else, and and so in in the midst of talking about really common issues, you have something added extra to say about that, another dimension to it. You know, and and then people maybe they've not thought about it because you're the first person to really talk about it seriously and then you're talking about what you yourself are doing you're just sharing your own story that's absolutely phenomenal and so so apostolate's very important uh, could we see apostolate as the overflow of our prayer life i mean we go to pray in the morning we live you know it sounds very cause a plan of life that prayer and, and that interior life and that uh, grace there Natural. Well, and there's a work. There's a, there's a work about the interior life, and it, and and it, it it it's all about apostolate being the overflow of that interior life. Because the thing is, in the end, if you're praying, if you if you're sincere in your prayer, um, well, you just see things. You see the needs. You begin to see the needs of others, because we're all we're all immersed in ourselves, and we're all busy, and you know the the craziness of of, of what's in our heart. But if we can get a little distance. And think a bit about Jesus's things. Think about God's things, and we start to go, "Oh, Jesus, you think you you you, you know, you've called me to do something. You've you're laid down your life for me, but you've also laid down your life for those other persons. Um, you you thirst for them too, and and then we start to to really, with formation, understand that we have a role to play. That 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 the will of God is mediated through other people." And, and that's what it is, I suppose, to have been created as a social being. You know, God treats us according to our nature. That's absolutely amazing. And uh, look, I know we're going to go through some challenges. I mean, uh, let's say uh, someone's living, let's say, a, plan, a, a routine of prayer, 
sanctifying themselves. As First Peter 3.15 says, sanctify the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and always be ready to give it an answer for the hope that lies within you. Then they go to work. They, they, they do the walk. They're following your morning routine <laughs> of getting some exercise done, praying, sanctifying themselves. And then they go into a secular environment. It could be a top law firm. could be an accounting firm. could be a business that they run. And they encounter people. Well, I think that in the first in the first instance, you've got to think about St. John the Baptist. Mm. You know, when the soldiers ask him, well, what, what should we do after he's been preaching? He goes, well, don't oppress people. <laughs> or the tax collectors, what shall we do? He says, well, don't, don't rip them off. Um, and, and, and on he goes, like in the sense that we, we've got to start with just being just. Uh, and there's plenty of opportunity to, to tell lies, to uh, be, be a bit sharp. Um, all these things, and you go, well, no, no, I, 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 I shouldn't tell lies. Uh, no, I, sh I should be an honest person, someone that you can can respect. Uh, I can do a, an honest day's work. All of that, all, that that's, that's already a lot. <laughs> You'll stand out if you do that. You know, it actually is. The first generation. So what you're saying is human virtue is the start of it. Having good human virtue that, that it will takes a lot of and, and those things take a lot of prudence because it there's is. tremendous pressure to do otherwise you know when you're at school and you think oh that person cheated or that person did whatever you know and you have a playground fight and, and you go well, look the real world out out in, in workplace land there's so much injustice and it's all legal <laughs> you know that's or, or people Socially. are not going to be prosecuted for it yeah. And and it is wrong. And so if you if you, I mean, okay, you can't please everybody, but with sharp business practice, why would anyone actually like? And then you start start talking about the apostle. You go, look, there's there's a lack of unity of life. Um, it, it's just not convincing. But w when you are what doing the right thing, for those what's that? What is the unity of life for those of our listeners who don't know what that is? Sure. Well, it's been all of a piece. So, you know, what, I, what my my uh, my preaching matches with my deeds. Uh, and, and in the end, that's what, even if we're not preaching, it, 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 the, the fact is how we live is what's influencing other people. That's, that's what they're noticing. If we can then fill in afterwards, well, look, look what's motivating me when they ask, you know, is, is because I love Jesus. Well, then, all right, they, they, they see why. But first up, they have to see that we're living an honest life. Um, and if we're not living an honest life, we'll repent <laughs> and then start to live an honest life, you know. Uh, so, so but, what you're but, saying is we need to live an honest life of human virtue and then in our and then live that human virtue in our day-to-day -day work or jobs or occupations, which which would then naturally develop some prestige, right? In our in our work. Yeah, well, there's a there, there, of course. I mean, there's, there's a professional prestige that comes with that. But even if you're not living human virtue, just being honest. Yeah. It's it's a start. Uh, okay, it's not very good to say that you're honest about being lazy, like oh, you know. But look, well, at least I could, I, I know where I stand with you. But yeah, yes, even better if it's with with virtue. You know that that we're known to be competent um, is a big thing. That's a big thing. But yeah. then, but then, you know, we've got to go further than that. It's not enough simply to leave it there, uh, and, and that's really as we come to to form friendships with people and it comes naturally you know you, 
we 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 just hit it off with the people around us and we have a good time and we need to know how to have a good time and you know think of the wedding feast at Cana. No, the apostles are, you know, they were having a good time. Uh and obviously they enjoyed gathering around Jesus too, you know, in, in, in different occasions. You know, what, what was the attraction of Jesus? Uh so we yeah, you, you know that we, when you come across there are, there are people who are who take a genuine interest, who listen and everything. Well, yeah, it's it's nice to spend time with them. But but then then we ourselves need to be conscious of the fact that well, as Christians, we're called to live the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Uh, and if we are involved in that area, it's something that we can easily invite our friends to. You know, when they say, "What are you up to on the weekend?" You go, "Oh, well, I'm you know having a party, whatever," and I'm going to go help these people, and they go, "Oh." Okay, and they, they may even go. Can I come? They go. Sure. You know, but but feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and imprisoned, burying the dead, giving alms to the poor, corporal works of mercy. That that if in one way or another we're we're, we're living that. We're you know, as much as you've done it to the least of my brethren, you've done it to me. And and my whether I go to heaven or whether I go to hell kind of depends on this. Uh, <laughs> so I have some. Yeah. reasonable motivation uh then when we bring people you know we can bring people along and, and if they say oh you're such a saint you said go well eh, yeah like i can't take this seriously because there's some some end game consequences to this uh <laughs> you know also there's some motivation to it but also too if we're good friends if we're good friends and, and along the way we'll also be living the spiritual works of mercy you know, instructing the ignorant, advising or counseling the doubtful, admonishing the sinner, consoling and comforting the sorrowful, forgiving injuries, bearing wrongs patiently, praying for the living and the dead. Oh, what a wonderful way that is, you know, in, in the midst of, of our friendships to to be doing all of those things. And and in the end, that's, look, it's, it's simple. It could take on many forms in different people's lives, but there are common characteristics for all Christians interesting and then and then we're able to engage people and draw them closer to christ and then obviously once we power through the human virtues and people see that you know something different about you by being an honest person and working well and you're growing some prestige there then we can sort of tap into the supernatural because that gives sort of a platform do you think for people to accept hey well he's a great worker he's there's a lot of prestige around him there's something that motivates him. He's very honest. Well, they'll be open. They'll, 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 they'll you know, I pick it up. When, when people they went following Jesus, and, and he says, "Well, who do you, who are you looking for?" And he goes, "Oh, you know, Master, where do you live? Well, come and see." And and, and I guess people want to get to know you. They they want to spend time with you. They want to check you out. Like, who are you? Uh, and if we are all of a piece, uh, and again, it's not about me being brilliant or anything, but they, you know. They they admire and and they want to learn more and they want to see what makes you tick. And that's your opportunity. Then you know, just naturally, as as, as you're sharing your your common concerns, you're able to to guide with 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 counsel. Uh, you know, if I was you, I'd I'd, I'd try this or I'd, I'd go to that school or I'd see that priest or I'd have a chat. And you know, people that you could recommend. 
That's uh, that's absolutely amazing. And uh, so we became, so we really are ambassadors for Christ. And people, it's people like Paul says, yes, we be are. reconciled to God. We are ambassadors for Christ, and, uh... and and be reconciled to God. You know, in the end, when we're really good friends, when we're really starting to talk turkey, and and especially if our friends are starting to do a bit of prayer, and they say, "Well, you know, teach me to pray," we may even do a little bit of prayer with them and do it out loud, so they get an idea of it. Yeah. Uh, then we talk about going to confession, you know, because in the end, we've got to wipe our soul clean. There's a lot in there, and and that's when we re. When when, our, when ourselves, when our friends really make progress is as a good confession, you know, and there's a lot of formation required, uh, a lot of knowledge of the catechism, a lot of examination of conscience, but this is what, what this is. And then you start to go, you know, ask, answer questions with, oh, yeah, is that a sin? And you go, and you explain why. And, and then when that's dealt with, why it's so good for you to be able to go in this other direction then. And and you you can see a real turnaround. That's amazing. And and what about the hostility? I think that's what people that's what scares a lot of our listeners. You know, if I, if I well, start, but I think if, if you're following the way that I've, what about the hostility? You know, no, but if I'd you're rather, following what I've said, I'd rather stay at. Uh, uh, I'd rather stay. At well, it's saying it's like Wait saying there. it's like saying I don't want friends. Because if you're making friends, you know, you you, you know you you you're meeting them where they're at. Sure. But then you're also taking them where you're going, <laughs> and that, and and if they're not, if you're not really on the same path, they're, they're not going to be your friends for much longer. And I'm not saying that you know you, you're, you're a holy moly, but th th you you do need things in common. And and ultimately, I, I think you're going to have some some pretty good conversations. So it's 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 not a question of of um, you know if, if you're afraid, what's your friendship? I, it's probably very superficial. And I'm not saying that, you know, okay, there, there are people who are colleagues and there are people who are acquaintances and it, it's just you really haven't developed friendship with them. So it takes two to tango. The other person has to want. Yeah. But I think many times if you, you know, they do want uh, and, and you find ways of opening that, opening that up. And, and if someone doesn't want, well, it's not their time. Okay, fine. You know, you can, it, 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 at other times you might want to cast the dust off your, your feet. You know, you preached and okay, they're not interested. Well, so yeah. be it. But there's plenty of others who 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 want to know, and so we have lots of friends, and there'll be people, you know. And if it's friendship, if you do have friendship with someone, well, you're, you're with them in their ups and downs, and maybe they don't want to know for the time being, but you, you you're friends. But if 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 you're afraid to talk of Turkey, I, I don't know that you're a friend. It's a very important point because often when you see in Catholic circles, especially traditional Catholic circles and conservative Catholic circles, is you speak to people in the, in the circle and they're not interested to go out and do this sort of apostolate on a friendship level. What do you say to those sorts of people? Um, or, or a lot of people may be just struggling. They don't know how to relate to people. How do I bring my faith? Um, and this is an obligation for us. We have a moral obligation. Our Lord puts us under obligation to go out and evangelize and bring people to him, to the church. But, but there's a lot of people in the church, I think a vast a, a, a number of people, I speak to who probably aren't struggling to do that or, or not proactively doing that. Sure. There are some people are extroverted. Some people are introverted. introverted. And, and I know there are some bishops I know who are, you know, there's a lot of priests who are introverted. I, I, I don't think I'm very introverted, but I do know priests who are. Um, and, and uh, I've asked them about it because there are some, some I know who are quite 
externally they, they're quite outgoing and yet they tell me that they're introverted and i go well hang on what's going on here and they said well i got over myself yeah you just gotta get over yourself you know you say, okay yeah maybe you're introverted oh, well good for you get over yourself you know meet people who with whom you have common interest i love the get, the get involved out of your message <laughs> you always sound very pastoral bishop <laughs> get over yourself <laughs> that's the message <laughs> Uh, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Let's go to our three practical tools. Yeah, so let's. Uh, we want to take action. I mean, this is this is a tough task, uh, Bishop. As you were speaking, to to actually sanctify ourselves, build a routine of prayer, growing closer to our Lord, um, and, and and allow that to overflow to the point where we want to go to work, we want to meet people in the street, in our shops, in our leisure, and we want to evangelize. So by doing apostolate with them through human virtue, doing all that's a tough task. It's a tough task. Requires a lot of direction, requires a lot of work. What are some three practical tools for people to get started? Because I know a lot of Catholics I speak to, they struggle to do apostolate. And, uh, well, well, like, so it's a big task, but because we're human beings, uh, the worst thing we could do is to try to do something big straight up. Yeah. Like if you when you go on a retreat... Yeah. And, and you feel moved by about day day two, you know, you're there ready to give your life to the Lord and all the rest. Uh, and, and, you know, it's all going to change. And it's all amazing. And by Thursday, the next week, you're back where you were. So you, you, you need to start off small and consistent. So that's that routine, you know, a good routine. Same bat time, same bat channel. So not getting um, overzealous because often we can get overzealous. Well, uh... And well, that and, and that's why it's so half the problem is that the, the, the oh, it seems so little, it seems so small. Yeah, well, do you know the story of the um, grain of rice on the on the on the chessboard? You know that one? No, I don't. In London, I said, well, look, just pay me one grain of rice on one square, and then two grains of rice on the next square, and then four grains of rice on the next square. The guy's like, okay, yeah, but by the time you get near the end, you know, exponentially, it's just like too much, more than all the rice in the world. Uh, and and it may seem small, but it, it builds exponentially. Just a routine of the same amount of time at the same time of prayer. And and some days I feel like doing more. Some days I really want to do less, but I do the same amount. Um, it's not to say that we can't be spontaneous at other times, but it's it's about, you know, you talk about that plan of life, just have a few things that that are locked in and then other stuff, well, as spirit moves you, then. Yeah. And we lost you. These things I do regardless. We lost you for a second. Uh, like what? I think we lost you for a second there. Uh, okay. What you were saying there in your last sentence. Yeah, well, we, we, we do these things regardless, you know. There are other things. Look, we lock in a few things. It's, it's important to have a... Have, it's it's important to have a routine, uh, and you and remain the same time and spend the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you you have a okay. So, I'm going to do my prayer at you know if I I normally get up at six a.m. All right, when I've had my coffee, I've done whatever it is. You know, okay, six thirty. I'm going to do ten minutes of prayer, and then I'll get on to do other things or whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like for you, but. You know, and some days you want to do more and you go, okay, great. I could do more perhaps, but I, I, 
I'll do that late. I'll do that more later in the day, but I, I need to do this 10 minutes now. And the other time, I don't really want to do this. These are non-negotiables locked in. You can do them more, but you have to complete these. First. Yeah. And small, small, but consistent. That's a practical tip, small, but consistent. So, and it may be that there's a church along your route to work. I'm going to call into that church and I'm going to do it there. If that's whatever suits your routine, everyone's got different circumstances. But it has to be reasonable uh, that you will do it and you will lock it in. Small. Yeah. Consistent, easy to do, but done. Okay. Done. Practical. <laughs> well, not done, but yeah, but done. <laughs> Gets practical okay. tool number two, Bishop. What do we have? Uh, well, volunteer. So we need we need to be in community. Volunteer in your parish. Build up the parish network. You say, oh, why is nothing happening in the parish? Well, you make it happen at the parish. Uh, and, and it's a question, again, of, of looking to your own skills, whatever those are. And, and, and that's that's discernment. You know, what are the things in my life that I seem to have a bit of a knack for? Okay, well, maybe look at in that area, but you know, to start a small group, uh, it could be maybe you're good at cleaning, or you, at least you could, you know, walk around and get get the dust off the pew. Whatever your skills, but it's important that we give of ourselves. You know, we, we need to be generous, uh, and if we start, we can we can invite others along to that. But but to to be part of whatever that community is, so, so be involved. Um. And, and create a bit of a community as well. Create a few people, a little bit of a network. So create a camaraderie. Create a group, a network where that can support you morally, you know, living your faith. And that's a great idea. It's, I think it's very, very important. Um, I think in terms of formation, some people like to read. But obviously, if you listen to this podcast, well, then just listen to more podcasts. <laughs> there's, there's, there's plenty out there. Um, and and that's you know during the commute or, or walking or sport or whatever you, there's there's a lot to listen to and you can you can learn a lot. Um, and then I, I think in terms of what do you invite your friends to do? Well, begin with the the corporate works of mercy. You know, it may be later on in your conversations that, that they might drift towards the more spiritual side of things of you know helping to give catechesis somewhere or. You know, whatever counsel might be, um, that that's a bit more full on with the spiritual works of mercy. But to begin with, I think just you know, if you're involved in in feeding the hungry or visiting the sick or something, well, you know, and people your friends are sort of want to know what you're up to, invite them along. So the third practical tool is to do apostolates. It's, it's to build that friendship. Sure. Allow that to overflow all that grace that you're receiving, and then. We will, we will be given the grace, right? If we're praying correct, Bishop, um, if we're praying well and we're receiving... Yeah, the, a, a lot of, but a lot of the stuff, you can't force it. You can't force friendship. Not not everyone is, is going to respond to you. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I think if you just, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have to be, um, I, I guess, eager on the inside, but but very, very cool on the outside. Um, chill out make you know, it happen you know well I just look <laughs> it, 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 the thing is is that it's it's about who do you hit it off with and, and really it's about common interest that friendship really well genuine genuine friendship like you you know you, you're not trying to put it on you you're genuinely interested in 
and, and you know your YouTube preferences will probably tell you what you <laughs> the algorithms know what your interests are. So you know maybe you could ask your algorithms. You know where should I do a postulate? <laughs> That'd be good data. But but we're not just trying to befriend people just to bring them to faith or help. We're just trying to be friends with people. But we naturally being friends with people, we're on a journey to become saints ourselves. We want to bring people along in a natural sense. That's the right way to say it. It just happens. Okay. Excellent. Do you have anything else to add? Oh, so I, think, I think we've said plenty for the day. <laughs> I think that's a lot. That's three solid practical tips, but it's going to take a while for people to do, for people to crack into it. So that is to set up a plan of life, um, build some camaraderie or community around you. And third is is take action, build that friendship with people and do a postulate. Um, that's a lot there. I mean, that's a lot there. It's a program of life. <laughs> program of life. That's absolutely amazing. I, I thank you so much for your time. Bishop Richard Armour is my good friend. And um, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the Catholic Toolbox. Hopefully next year we'll have you on a little bit more often. We'll see. Well, as we as we get get towards the Eucharistic Congress, we we'll talk more about that. And uh, we definitely pray for the synod on synodality, and uh, and uh, also yes, and um, and other initiatives of the Holy Father and the Church of Australia, and uh, and uh, we pray for you and your work as auxiliary of the Archdiocese of Sydney. And uh, I'm behind you in my prayers, and uh, many of us are behind you in our prayers, especially me and my wife. My Wife gives her regards and uh, thank you. You're very much in her prayers. Very good. Great. Well, that's one advantage from from doing weddings. If everyone's blessing. praying for me, you can leave your blessing. Patris et fili et spiritus descended et semper. Amen. Thank you for tuning into the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. Don't forget to download the podcast on every platform wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and go to our website, thecatholictoolboxshow.com. Till next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our model world today, live on The Voice of Charity.